morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Pull Up from 3. It's your boy, Jamel. We got a lot on the plate today. want to start off by saying that uh, I was wrong about Duke winning it all. I don't say the hardest for me to say this because uh, I talked a lot of trash when UNC lost. So much trash. The majority of my family are UNC fans, so I was blowing them up. Facebook, Snapchat, text messages, you name it, I was doing it. I was talking so much trash, and then Duke had to lose. Forget that man, RJ. Hero ball is what caused Duke the game. There is no reason why two possessions... And the best player on your team does not put up the shot. No reason why. That the best shooter on your team doesn't even see the ball for the last few minutes of the game, Cam Reddish. No reason why. R.J. Barrett is the one that's driving to the hoop with the game on the line. I can't put it all on R.J., because they called a timeout, and that was the play they drew up. So, I got to put it on Coach K as well. But for some reason, they forgot about Cam and that he's the best shooter on the team. I don't know what they were thinking. And Coach K has really hurt Cam Reddish stock, draft stock, because he didn't use him. He, I, I really think he didn't know how to use him. Or he just rather Zion, I don't know, I don't know. Can't, I can't read Coach K's mind, but I know that RJ and Coach K are the reason why my bracket is officially busted. So thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But, you know, you know, time to move on. Uh, we have two amazing games this weekend. I mean, we have teams that when you, when you say Final Four, you don't think of, and that is well, actually three teams, that is UVA, Auburn, and Texas Tech are three of the four teams that their names do not come to mind when you think Final Four for the fact that in my lifetime, UVA's never been there. And in general, Auburn and Texas Tech has never been there. So it's just, we're going we're gonna to see some history in general this weekend. You know, either one team is going to go there for the first time and 35 years or one team's going to go there for the first time ever between UVA and Auburn and with Auburn's one of Auburn's best players uh Chuma going down you know that that hurts a lot but it looks like they are rallying with his spirit so that's gonna be a great game I do have UVA pulling that out just that missing body is gonna it's gonna it's gonna catch up to them this this weekend but this Texas Tech-Michigan State game, I mean, you have first-team All-American Cassius Winston and Michigan State and Tom Izzo. That's just a lot going on right there, you know. Just they, they, this is what they do. They win games. They make it to the Final Four. They make it to championships. This is what they do. And you're going against a team with second-team All-American, you know, Jared Culver, whoa, forgot his name for a second. 
second team All-American Jared Culver, and that Texas Tech team, they're just they're just winning games, and they're just I mean they the way they destroyed Michigan, the the way they destroyed Michigan that was not supposed to happen, and then they went and gave it to Gonzaga as well, and the team looks really unbeatable because Michigan State they they look beatable. I mean that Duke game could have went either way, so they they look beatable, but Texas Tech looks unbeatable right now. But that's what Izzo does. But I, I Izzo does. He he finds teams that look unbeatable, like Duke, and beats them. And uh, but I don't think that's gonna happen on Saturday. I got I have I I got Texas Tech coming out of that that game, and we're gonna get a UVA Texas Tech national championship. And I'm going to go with the home state of UVA to win their first championship in 35 years. I want to, I want to say it's been 35 years. It's been close. It's longer than it's been longer than since I've been alive. And I was born in '90, so I want to say it's been 35 years since their last championship. A, and I think this is the year that UVA wins again. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend. I don't really. No matter who wins, I just want good games. I don't. I don't really want blowouts. I want. I want these games to grind out and just be some good games. And I just see UVA pulling it out. They just have. I think they just have what it what it takes this year. Tony Bennett's been doing his thing as a coach at UVA, and it's it's his time. It's his time. I mean, we've been hearing about Roy. We've been hearing about Coach K. Tony, Tony Bennett is ready to put his name up there with those two. He's ready to do it. And uh, speaking of All-Americans, on the other side, let's get into these All-American teams. Uh, the first team, there was, of course, Zion. You also had Grant Williams out of Tennessee. You had R.J. Barrett out of Duke. You had John Morant from Murray State. You had Cassius Winston from Michigan State. I have no issues with that first team. I, I've seen some people complaining and say that Carson Edwards should have been the first team All-American over Cassius Winston. And I really think y'all just basing it off those those few games in the tournament and that his body of work over the year. Cassius Winston had Michigan State the number one team in the regular season. He had them win the Big Ten tournament. He's the Big Ten Player of the Year, and he has his team in the Final Four. I don't know what to say. Uh, Carson Edwards had an amazing run. He had an amazing season. I mean, he averaged over twenty-four points, just under forty percent shooting from the field. So, I mean, Carson Edwards is doing amazing. I mean, Carson Edwards is, might have might have worked himself from a late lottery pick to a top eight pick now. Top nine, depending on the team. We'll, we'll get into that later. But, and I have no problem with that first team. Well, I have an issue comes with the second team, which is uh, Roy Hachimura from Gonzaga. You know, Jared Culver, as I mentioned earlier, from Texas Tech. Marcus Howard from Marquette. Ethan Hatt from Wisconsin. And then Carson Edwards. And my issue is not with 
Carson, Marcus, Jared, or Hachimura. I don't think Ethan Happ should have been second team. I believe he should have been third team. The second team player, in my opinion, and a player that I mentioned multiple times on here, is Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark has balled out the entire year and then took it to another level during the tournament. They just happened to run into that unstoppable Texas Tech team. But, I mean, he's he's balled out on the both ends, offense and defense. I mean, we're talking 16.5 points a game, 8.5 rebounds, and three blocks per game. Both ends, the, the kid has been, just been showing up. No play, not taking any plays off. So, to me, that's my issue I have with the second team. And then you, the third team, you have DeAndre Hunter, who could have been a second or third team. You had Dedrick Lawson from Kansas. You had you know, Brandon Clark, who was a third team. You had P.J. Washington from Kentucky, who showed how vulnerable Kentucky is without him. They wouldn't have even made it to the Elite Eight without him. They would, they would have lost that game to Houston without P.J. Washington. And then Kyle Guy from UVA, who uh, he's going to need to show up this weekend if uh, if UVA is going to beat Auburn. He's going to need to hit those shots. But one thing I do like about Kyle Guy is that he's not afraid to shoot. Even if he's missing, he's going to keep shooting. And he's going and it's going to start to go in. And he's not he's not afraid of you know being timid because the shots off. So Kyle Guy, if you're on this weekend. Y'all, y'all are winning because we already know Hunter's going to be on. You know, we know Diamante's going to play defense. That that shot that we got by Diamante against um, Purdue to take the game to overtime. Once he, once they hit that shot to go to overtime, you knew UVA was going to win. You knew UVA was going to win. You can't let them get another chance. They're too good of a team. Way too good of a team. Way too good of a team. And they gave them life. And then uh, they took it. So if Kyle Guy is on, UVA is winning the championship this weekend. And that's just it's just that. And I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I want to know who y'all think are going to win. Who's going to win this weekend? So let me know exactly who you think is going to win this weekend. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about the NBA um, most improved, who I believe should win it. And who I think will win it, because it's two different people. We're going to get into GM mode with the Atlanta Hawks. Because they have a couple options that I think they can do this with these draft picks they, they have. They have we're right now they're looking at the number five and six, just based off their the seating. So there's a couple, they have a couple options I believe they can do. And then we're going to get into, you know, the last word with uh, Mr. 2020-20. Russell Westbrook. I'll be back. Welcome back. So let's get into most improved players. So really, I believe it's just down to two players. Pascal Siakam and D'Lo from the Brooklyn Nets. And this is one player that I really believe that's just, just most improved. And they've been doing it since day one of the season and there's another player who's also been really really great this year compared to his past year but I think it's because of circumstance of the offseason um, so the player that I believe 
is most improved is D'Angelo Russell. And let's just look at what he's done this year. He's an NBA All-Star. First time this in his career. The Brooklyn Nets are going to the playoffs for the first time in, what, three years, four years? They're looking at being 500 or over 500 for the first time since the 2013-2014 season. They've improved from the record. They won 28 games last year. They won almost 40 games so far this year with a few games left. So not just as he's improved, but he's improved the team with his play. He's a, he's up his scoring about about six points per game from last year to this year. He's up his assists to the, from five to seven. He's he's doing much more for the team than than he did last year. And to me, that's what most improved is. It's not just improving yourself, but it's improving the team by being that leader of that team, showing that he's the best player on that team. Now, Siakam has increased his points per game more than any other player between last year and this year. He's increased it by about nine points per game, but the Raptors aren't better. They lost 23 games last year, and so far this year they lost 23 games. So they're about the same place as they were last year, and they got an even better player in Kawhi Leonard in the trade. You know, when they traded... Uh, wow, the guys at the Spurs, I've lost his name. I can't even think. DeMar DeRozan, when they traded DeMar DeRozan to the Spurs. So you would think they would be an even better team, a 60-win team this year. But they're the number two team in the East, even though last year they were number one team in the East. So they didn't really improve as a team record-wise. And part, at least to me, a part of being the most improved is you're improving your team as well. And you see that with D'Angelo Russell. So I believe, truly, honestly believe, D'Angelo Russell, first-time All-Star, first time making the playoffs in four years, first time winning over 40 games, potentially over 40 games in five years. And as you guys know, in case you didn't know, I record Wednesday nights and post on Thursday mornings. So as of right now, as we speak, the Raptors and the Nets are playing. So let's see who has the better game out of the two. And I bet you, even though the Raptors may win the game because they are a better team, I bet you D'Angelo Russell will have the better game out of the two because he's the most improved player. And there's no no shade on Siakam. He's an amazing player, especially when we watched him last year. He was good, but he took his game to a whole new level. You could tell he worked on his craft this offseason. It's just D'Lo's having a better season, in my opinion. And he's more deserving of most improved player. I mean, he's an all-star. Siakam isn't. They both went all-stars last year, and only one of them made a team this year. So y'all tell me who y'all think should win it. So now, 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 it's time for my favorite segment, GM mode. And we're doing it with the Atlanta Hawks. You know, it's, it's a couple things that they can do. They have these two draft picks. They have these two draft picks, and my my mind is telling me they should use both those draft picks. That's what my mind is saying. They should use both those draft picks, get Colby White with one and DeAndre Hunter with the other, if both players are available. But you have to think, whoever gets that number one draft pick may want both those draft, you know, may want both picks from the Hawks. 
and the Hawks can get Zion. And we could they, we could see them team up. Trey Young and Zion Williamson. I don't know about y'all, but that is an exciting offense. That is a nasty young offensive core. I mean, we're talking Zion, we're talking Collins, and we're talking Young. That that is a future big three right there. And I understand Collins and uh, Williamson, Zion plays the same position. They both play power for it. But you can potentially move Zion to the three. Zion is working on his slashing. We've seen him with his with ball work. He's working on that. You can put Zion at the three. These are NBA coaches. They, they can work with you. They, they, they will train him to play the three. He's learning a jump shot. So now you have, you can have Collins at the four, Zion at the three. You know, if they decide, you know, to keep their big man, you know, because he is he is a free agent this year, so they could potential. I mean, again, there's a lot of a lot of potential stuff that can happen, but you know, they keep their center. That's that's a that's a good squad right there. I'm a fan of it. That's the new big three. But then you also have to think, why get one player when you can get two? Yes, Zion is a once-in-a-lifetime athlete, but will his college game 100% translate to a, an amazing NBA player? We don't know. It's all about risk and reward. I personally think it's worth the risk, but you can play that conservative route. Get yourself Colby White to play the two, DeAndre Hunter to play the three, and then you have a a young big four. You have Trey Young that can score. If Trey Young gets tired, you have Kobe White that can handle the ball still. He can score. He can drive. He can shoot. You got DeAndre Hunter who can slash. You still got Collins at the four and whatever they decide to do at the five. It's not like the Hawks are have all have max contracts out there. I mean, they gave Kent Bazemore this crazy contract, so he'll, even though he has a player option, he'll probably stay. But with a young team like that, they may be able to do a move and bring in, you know, a vet on a big contract. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Boogie is a free agent this year. You just never know what can happen, you know. And uh, the Hawks been winning games at the end of this year. I, I don't know why they keep winning, but Trey Young is just getting better and better. Collins is getting better and better. Imagine Zion on that team. I'm just saying that's a – you wouldn't you wouldn't know what to do. They have they have so many weapons on offense, so many weapons on defense. It's a, that's a young core with money. A young core with money. What I would love to see is if the Phoenix Suns get the number one pick, trade that number one pick to the Hawks. The Hawks take Zion. Phoenix Suns take Carson Edwards and Brandon Clark. Now you got two really good young cores. With money. I'm just saying. I, there's no tandem, young tandem that I'd rather see than Trey Young and Zion Williamson. Y'all let me know what your thoughts was on that. And then it's time for the last word. Last night, Russell Westbrook put on a show. He put on a clinic, a 20 20 20 game. 
the last time that happened, that was before my parents were even born. That man put on a show of a lifetime for that man, Nipsey Hussle. And you can't you can't do anything but just love, love that. If you're hating on Russell Westbrook's game yesterday, you're just overall a hater. And he don't have time for that anyway. Shout out Russell Westbrook. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. And that's the show. Peace.